The following is a paid program sponsored by Crawford Management Group and Smart Time Consultants. Please be advised that the voices and opinions you may hear do not necessarily represent the views of KUNV Las Vegas, the University of Nevada Las Vegas, or the Board of Regents of the Nevada System of Higher Education. This is Leah Crawford. And I'm Rhonda Nolan. Welcome to the Let's Talk with Leah and Rhonda show. We're here for you and we're ready to go. Let's do it. Good morning, Las Vegas. How are you doing this beautiful, sunny and bright Saturday morning? It is beautiful. It is bright. It is sunny. Yay! It's Saturday! It is warm. Woo! Finally. Finally. (laughs) (laughs) Finally. All right, Rhonda, uh, entrepreneur stuff. You know what? I had an um, interesting conversation this week. I want to jump into something totally different. Something as an entrepreneur, I know I have just started thinking about this. Um, do you have a will? I do not, but I need to get one done. Having a real conversation. So we were talking about entangled titles. Webinar the other day talking about how um how you're um i guess you have property person that owns property dies um sometimes leaves a will doesn't leave a will but the will is not properly filed with whoever you you're supposed to file a will with and you have an entangled title mm-hmm. and you have but so i'm we need to bring someone on to talk about that because as entrepreneurs, we are, you know, we're we're making money, spending money, making money, spending money. And do you have a plan to retire? Do you have a plan for the things that you are acquiring um, to be able to just what is your plan? Mm-hmm. And the reality of it is one day we all going to die. Mm-hmm. That's the truth. Um, but what is the plan? Because the plan is not for you. It's for the people that you leave behind. And who? And if you have a business, who are you leaving your business to? Are you selling your business, you know, or, business, or does business just stop? Does, yeah. Does, business, does your business still grow? Does someone in your family or does your business partner still move forward? Or do when you decide that you don't want to be in business anymore, do you sell your profitable business to somebody else and have them keep going? I was at an event last week. I think it was. Yeah, I was at an event last week and uh, it was. um it was a one-day seminar with uh, minority business owners. Okay. And this one, I had, it was two young people there with their their fathers who they their fathers and mothers started companies. Okay. So then the mothers and fathers, instead of giving them the business, sold it to them. Okay. So that they could take over and run with it. Now, some of them sold it to them for a vef- very hefty amount. <laughs> one was like, oh, I'm still paying on it. I'm still paying my monthly payments for this business, but I believe in the business and the business is profitable. And another one, her father sold it to her for a dollar because he wanted her to have some sweat in the game, you know, and some equity in the game to keep it moving forward. And that's very, because when I think about that, when you're in a specialized industry, though, so say you are an attorney or an accountant, architect, engineer, you have those types of businesses, your child has to be in that profession. Correct. In order to take over some of those businesses because they're special. Right. But restaurant owner, Mm -hmm. you have concession stands. Mm -hmm. How do we, you know, set up this generational plan as entrepreneurs? Because we're working on this business now. The business is profitable. But how are we planning 
What are we doing to ensure the, the continuity of the business and that it can feed future generations? You know, what's interesting is sometimes I see in minority businesses that when the parents are ready to retire, the children do not want to step up mm. because it's a lot of hard work. It is. So some of those folks end up selling their business. Uh, for example, I have a cousin in Detroit. He's in the he's a restauranteer. He has several several restaurants in Detroit. Well, it was this other restaurant where the folks were ready to retire. The husband and wife and the whole family worked in this business for many years, and they're ready to retire and go to Florida. Well, the kids didn't want the business. The kids didn't want it. No one else in the family wanted it, so they had to sell it. So he basically bought the business. He kept the non-workers who weren't family there working, and then he put his management team in. So he's building his empire based off of people who are ready to retire and don't have family members that want to keep their business going. And there are a lot of options, but I guess when you think about that, like when I think about my children and my business, they're not accountants. Right. They have no desire to be accountants. <laughs> Actually want to be lawyers. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, so what do I do? I mean, unless they want to practice tax law, tax law, what do I do? So you would bring in a younger partner. You would train them on the business. And then you would have to be ready to hand the book of business or you would sell the book of business book of over business. to them. And I think we need to we need to talk about exit strategy. Right. What is the end? What does that look like? Because what does it look like? And when we were going, when I was listening to the webinar and just the entangled title, the, the amount of property that is lost in probate because we don't have the information or even know how to maneuver through to ensure that we are maintaining or keeping our properties um, and that they are transferring from generation to generation. And then how do we do that? I think we need to find an attorney that specializes in we that should. to come on and talk to us. We should have an attorney come on and tell us the inner workings of that. So if you're an attorney out there and that is what you do, please contact my office at 702-382-5737 because we want to talk to you. We want to bring you on and we, we want to talk to you and talk to our listeners because I think estate planning is important because we don't talk about it a lot. It's important to plan so that if something happens, and COVID should have taught us, it didn't teach us anything else. Life is precious. A lot of people transitioned without wanting or not being ready to transition, but how do we get ready for that and what are the steps that we need to take? And we need to have an insurance broker on too because there's also a commercial business insurance. that If you have a business and there are partners that you take out on each person so that if somebody perishes and they're very, you know, the part of their business is very key to you making money, you, you, you know, you can uh, come back from that. So I'm going to write that down too. So you want to know what I will ask? I will ask, and, I'm, and that's funny because we're planning a future show on this show. I love it because I entrepreneurs we talk about working on the business working in the business but more importantly now you because you are important to both of those things that's right and are you how are you what is your plan mm -hmm. what is your plan but I just thought it was very interesting and like you I don't or the will that I have is very outdated mm -hmm. because my life has changed mm -hmm. and I didn't follow the recommendation of every year now, I review my insurances and all that other stuff every year, but I have not reviewed the will mm -hmm. every year. Mm -hmm. And I'm getting ready to go and I'm, I'm going to dig it up. I think it's somewhere in the house. Look at it. and you should. Everyone you know. should have a will. If, yes. you, if you own property, if you have assets, you should have a will. And you should you know speak to your attorney, have the will drawn, and have everything laid out so that 
when you uh, leave and go to the next place, everything's in order and your children and family members don't have to fight over what you may or may not have left them because that can turn into a huge mess. Well, unless, well, the best story I've heard is you talking about your grandmother mm-hmm. and what your grandmother did. And if you could share that, because I think that was absolutely, I was like, oh my gosh, she just thought about everything. So my mother's mother came from a big family of 21 brothers and sisters. And when their parents died, it was a lot of infighting and drama that was going on that was unnecessary. So what my mother's mother did so that there weren't be any problems in her family is that she had two children. She had a will and she had everything uh, equal to both parties. So in other words, she had two separate bank accounts for them where she had been saving money with their names on it with equal amount of money in it. On the house and the property she left, she said in her will, you all split it 50-50. You know, it's it's 50-50. The property is yours. You can either keep it or you can sell it. You can do whatever you want to do. But everything is 50-50. When she passed away, she had her burial done. She had her... Her, her outfit picked out. She had her obituary done. She had picked the verses and the songs. She had paid for her plot. She had done everything. So all y'all had to do was show up. So all we had to do was show up. Pick the date. All we had to do was <laughs> pick the date because she had the flowers paid for. I mean, she had everything in order because what she saw her other brothers and sisters do, the fighting and the inviting and all that stuff, that wasn't fun for her. And she was a Christian woman. So she was like, that's, that's not godly. So guess what? We're not going to do that. When I go, everything is going to be in order and everybody's going to split everything 50-50. Now, on the other side, how was it for your family? I mean, outside of, I know sorrowful because your grandmother did transition and that's right. always hard. Right. That's hard enough as it is. Right. But just the process for your family. It was fine. My mother and her brother saw eye to eye. You know, they kept the property actually for a long time uh, and then they finally sold it and they split the money. You know, they paid the taxes on it because you know when you have property people, you have to pay taxes on it every year. So they paid the taxes on it every year. At first, I think they rented her house out. At first, they rented it out and had some renters and they paid the property taxes and then when they didn't want to be bothered with going down there dealing with that because this was down south and they no longer lived down south. They lived in Michigan and California. So when they decided they didn't want to be bothered, they actually went ahead and sold it and they split the money 50-50 they never had a problem Hmm. never had a problem but it was a plan but it was a plan it was a plan it was a plan in place it was a plan in place and what I and I guess if you're listening to us if you don't have a will get one encourage you to get one funeral arrangements I know they do a pre-needs at most funeral homes have it have everything laid out because family infighting Last a long. I know some people that still don't speak to brothers, sisters, cousins, aunts, uncles, just because of what happened at that funeral. That's right. Because of what happened at that funeral, and it's just, it's just. I think about my two children, and one of them is already a licensed attorney, and the other one is in middle school. And I'm like, right now, you know, the licensed attorney got you. <laughs> she got you. Even though I, I believe she's fair. Right. She's fair. I just want to make so it's nobody's interpretation. It's my interpretation of what I want you to have right. and not someone trying to do something that is not my wishes because right. I worked for this stuff. And my brother is an attorney, too. So my right. mother did not go to my brother to have her will drawn mm-hmm. up. She went to an outside attorney yeah. and had her will drawn up. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go to the and outside attorney. Said, you know, she I don't know what she has in there. I, well, I guess she told me everything is 50 50. You know, we, everything. But you and your brother have a good relationship. We too. have a great relationship. Yeah. yeah. And you know what? We're in a good space. 
in, in what we do for a living. We're very happy in what we do and we make money. So there's not a need for money. Sometimes you see the infighting in families where there's a need for money because maybe somebody is struggling. You know, every every brother and sister might not be doing well, you know, at the time. It might be one or two that are struggling. And so, you know, unfortunately, when things happen, they're fighting the hardest because, you know, they need the money. It's all about the money. Always about the money. Always and everybody always says it's not money. about the money, but it's it is. always but it's, about it's, the it's, money. It's, it's, it's about the money. It's about the money. Because I remember when my great-grandmother passed away at the time, she had maybe one, two, two children still living. And there was no... My, great, my great-grandmother was real clear in her living and it, everything was laid out, had no problems. Actually, my sister just sold our fam that that family house maybe about two years ago mm-hmm. and it was more emotional for us because mm-hmm. it wasn't about the money it was the emotional attachments to, to the, the house, house right to mm-hmm. the house but mm-hmm. the house was in a neighborhood that was undesirable and she just couldn't keep up with the with, with the stuff in the house right and we are me and my sister are having a conversation now about with my mother what to do mm-hmm. and just encourage my mother because there are some places that do free wills I know in Philadelphia and this is where I was listening to the podcast. It was about Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. That there are some places that do free wills and us being able to take advantage of it. So if you're part of a union, you no, know, just inquire and ask, do you do free wills? Mm-hmm. And then after you do the will what is the next step does it need to be filed somewhere and I don't know the answer to those questions but does the will need to be filed um, and then what is the process because who's going to be I think it's the executor of the estate mm-hmm. um, are there any tax returns that need to be filed mm-hmm. just have those questions answered so that the family is grieving grieving because of the loss of a loved one mm-hmm. if you could take that away right um or just plan for that um while you're making money yeah while you're making money it makes just sense plan for it and if someone like for instance my brother and i our our, our parents have property you know we both said we don't want to sell any of it we want to keep it then we want to rent it out and we want to have it ready for our children or our grandchildren that may need some place to stay in the future because property is building wealth I'm not selling any property. <laughs> well, okay. So, and we, well, we talked about that and we talked and, and we, me and my sister, cause it's just me and my sister and I now, mm-hmm. we talk about that as far as my um, parents go. Cause we're even talking about moving them in the next two years to another home that she owns and renting out mm-hmm. the house that my grandmother purchased mm-hmm. and, you know, just trying to figure out, you know, what's the best way because the neighborhood is not, again, the best neighborhood. Because mm-hmm. I even think about it for my house. Mm-hmm. What if my children don't want to live in Las Vegas? Right. And it's my house. Right. That's what I like. Mm-hmm. They don't want to live here. Then what do you do? You know, what what are they going to do with the house? But then exposing them to different things. Mm-hmm. Talking about rental property. Um, letting them know that it's not easy. No, it's not. It's not easy. And there are going to be some challenges. Mm-hmm. But... The value of the house when I died, you know, is the basis of the day that I died. Right. And that's another conversation. You know, let's have a real basis conversation and and how do we get evaluations on stuff. So I want to bring an attorney in Mm -hmm. and let's have a conversation about that because I have a bunch of questions Mm -hmm. that I'm going to ask one because I have to find one. (laughs) Because I want to know, because when I think about it on from the tax standpoint, um, just had a client come in and they inherited some property. Mm -hmm. Well, they sold the property. Okay. And they got X amount of dollars for the sale of the property. Right. And in their interpretation, the whole thing was taxable. And I'm like, it's not. 
Mm. And they were like, huh? You're like, it's not. (laughs) Because your fair market value is now the date of death because you inherited the property. Mm -hmm. And they were like, oh, so the fair market value on a date, let's call it $300,000. I Mm. sold it for $310,000. Right, only $10,000 is a taxable gain. Oh, wow. And they were like, I didn't know, right? Because you didn't talk to an accountant Mm -hmm. and you didn't have an attorney. Right. So you need to... Talk to people that understand. We keep preaching this. <laughs> Every- Talk to the professional because my job is to understand what you're doing right. and how to interpret it. Right. You know, um, because what you realize is not what you have to recognize. Right. And just being able to have those conversations with documentation to back it up. Mm-hmm. And um, so that people, you know, I don't. I don't like to work in fear. I like to work with information. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, because I, you know, I tell me the truth. Can't be fear. It has to be information. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's why we say you need to have an accountant, uh, a lawyer, a, a taxist. You have to have all those people in your arsenal, you know, so you'll be able to talk to them. Yeah, I just I, I don't I don't get it. Wow. Well, wow. yeah. So, yeah, entrepreneurs, uh, if you don't already have those folks on your Rolodex, you probably need to get them on speed. Dial. So let's talk about it again. So as an entrepreneur and someone told me that when you are an entrepreneur, you need to have an attorney. And not just and not and not any old not any attorney. Make sure it's attorney that can handle contracts, business law, because attorneys practice different things. Right. You know, an accountant. Mm-hmm. Right. Um. Now, with this age, you need to have somebody who knows how to work a website. <laughs> <laughs> right. And some kind of computer tech person. Yeah. Um, because you need to be able to understand, you know, just the internal, like how your business is running. Mm-hmm. We talked about, we haven't talked about this, a disaster recovery plan. Oh, yeah. Also known the emergency fund. Yeah, that too. <laughs> Rhonda... As times change, things change, and I'm I'm with COVID. I am glad because it pushed me to understand I can work virtually from everywhere, mm-hmm. from anywhere. And not only can I work virtually, I can be productive virtually. Very important as an entrepreneur because I was able to pivot, change, redo some stuff, and become more efficient and effective mm-hmm. where it was challenging at first because it was scary mm-hmm. it was scary didn't know what to do but when I figured it out kept on working at it and working at it and working at it and we're still in business that's still beautiful door's thing. still open that's door's still thing. open we applaud all the businesses that survived during COVID-19 and we're still in COVID-19 we're still, we're still, yeah, in we're, the, st- we're still here we're still here we applaud you for you know being conti- creative for being creative and and and, and staying open and staying and open. making it work and figuring it out it and making it work thank you to everyone that are supporting our local businesses um, and in certain businesses you even got a broader base because now you're able to do everything virtually that's true and the SBA honored outstanding resource partners this week because this week was National Small Business Week was it yeah so we had so there were there were um, businesses from Atlanta Kentucky New York that all won awards and these are women owned businesses veteran owned businesses and rural owned small businesses you know like farms and things of that nature so uh, congratulations to those folks who 
won the uh, Small Business Awards this week from the SBA. Now, what's coming up locally here, guys? We have elections coming up. And I know everybody here that's listening to us is registered to vote. Absolutely. But if you are not, please register to vote. Please register to vote because we have a lot of elections that are coming up for this midterm. And I think Election Day is the second Tuesday in June. It is. Second Tuesday in June. Early voting. Nevada is one of, when, when I first moved here, I had never heard of early voting. Mm-hmm. And Nevada is one of the places where there is no excuse of why you don't vote. I hear people say, well, my vote doesn't count. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Every vote counts. We need you to vote. We have an historical election going on in the city of North Las Vegas. We have elections going on in Henderson. Um, there are some, I think, some county commissioners that are coming up mm-hmm. for re-election, guys. And if you understand this valley, especially being a business owner, you learn the hard way, right? That's right. Because you learn that there's the city of North Las Vegas, there's the city of Las Vegas, there's unincorporated Clark County, yes, and there's the city of Henderson. Because when you have to go and get those business licenses, you have to know where your address is so you know where to go to get your business licenses. That's correct. Well, this year we're having elections and I would encourage you when you see those signs up we have you have a computer in your hand Mm -hmm. look up the people Mm -hmm. go vote get the information let's get out here and and let's get out here and let's vote and if you're unfamiliar with the candidates you should probably show up to any one of their many meet and greets to learn about you know why they want to be whatever position they want to be you know and what they can do for you and your small business I know a lot of folks that's running for mayor you know have been out you know visiting small businesses talking to them trying to find out what the needs are so if you have any particular needs that you want to share with anyone running for any seat really mayor congressman councilman or whatever it is. Congress is, yeah. Have, have a conversation with them. Find out, you know, what their values are, you know, what things they're trying to accomplish for you, the small business person. Because we- the reality of it is, is that they're running for office and these offices, they make decisions right. that affect our businesses. That's correct. They make decisions and have a voice. That's Get right. to know them. Like if you, best way I can say is put your address in, figure out who your elected officials are mm-hmm. get to know those elected officials we got state offices attorney general every, i mean it's a lot of elections and a if, lot of seats that, and if that you are open. have space at your business have a meet and greet invite the candidates to come out have them come out have them come speak to your employees yeah, Ron, i'm gonna put that have on them, here too we have need them to do come speak to your group. community mm-hmm. have 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 them come out and speak to you all especially if you have space you know in in your office where you could do a small meeting you know for about an hour or so Invite them out. They would love to hear from you. Love to hear from you. Because I think it's important. We need to get engaged and understand what these different offices do. Mm-hmm. What? Okay, so what is your job? Right. What do you do? And how is that impactful in a community? And Vegas is big enough where we're a big city, but small enough where you can meet and greet these candidates that's correct meet and greet these candidates but yeah election election time so if you are not registered to vote please register to vote and there's a lot of ways for you to register to vote um i think the elections office you can go by there to get an application Mm -hmm. you'll see people out and about um at different festivals and stuff registering people to vote at the dmv (laughs) at the dmv you can register to vote but then once you register vote because yeah. you can vote in the grocery store, you can vote 
in the library. And like you said, er, if you're already registered, your early ballot is coming. It's coming out the first week in May. So if you get your early ballot and you... you Because you can even mail in. Because you can mail it in, exactly. So it's really no excuse because no you can excuse. sit at home That's right. and color in the dots. That's right. That's right. And you can mail yours in. I think as long as it's postmarked by a particular date, you know, they'll 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 be looking for it. And then, you know, when uh, that second week in June comes and they have that election, I think, yeah, June 14th is, June 14th. is the day that we will e- either go out and vote in person to cast our vote for the next mayor of North Las Vegas and any other positions and, and or you will already have done your mail in. You already have done your mail in. So I guys get out and vote, get out and vote. And, and when you get the ballot, you can sit down, you can look at it, you can read it. You can look up each individual person, you know, you sure can. look up the people to see what they stand for and and check YouTube because a lot of them have videos on YouTube, you know, from different speaking engagements. So if you if you can't get out or don't want to go out because you don't feel comfortable enough, check out YouTube. So you'll be able to see, you know, some video from them speaking at different other engagements. and You can kind of hear what their platforms are, hear what their platforms are. But it's no excuse nowadays because information is everywhere. It sure is. Information is everywhere. So this midterm elections, a lot of a lot of a lot of races get educated on the races and I think our next show we should try to bring some candidates we should invite just one seat okay and just have some conversations and as we go along let's start talking about it we're not political but we just want to bring the information to you so we can understand you know what does the attorney general do what is what is his job right you know what does a mayor do mm-hmm. what is their job what do councilmen do what mm-hmm. is their job what do um, U.S. senators do mm-hmm. why is it important to have U.S. senators why is it important to have Congress you know, what does Congress do? Um, they impact their vote in D.C., but what are they what what do they do in our community? Like if you right. have a Social Security issue, who do you go talk to? Do you go talk to your congressman or do you go talk to your mayor? You know, who handles certain issues and who can get stuff done? Because everyone has liaisons and liaisons are all over town doing different things on things that they can impact, you know, Um just being able to have the information and just knowing where to go and what to do. The same thing when we talk about those wills. Mm-hmm. What office handles that? Right. Who handles that? <laughs> you know, so that we don't have an entangled title. Right. That we don't know what to do. We got said property out here. And when we go to sell it, we can't sell it because the title is entangled. Right. And they won't sell it if the title is entangled. So just making sure that we have the information and we, we're not working from fear right and even in personal life you should have your paperwork together mm. as well as business you know if you live in a home with someone that you may or may not be married to and you share equally in the bills you should make sure your name is on the house because I had a friend. That's called a cohabitation agreement. It is. I had a and it's real. I had a friend who was living with a gentleman, and and they were splitting the bills 50-50, and he passed away, and her name was not on the house, and the kids came and promptly put her out, because they said it was not her house. She did. Ha- she had no idea that she needed to put her name on the title to the house, you know, to be able to deal with the business after he left. And he left very abruptly. So, you know, it wasn't a plan. You know, God took him at that time and she got kicked out of her house. So, again, make sure your paperwork is in order, whether it's personal or business. Yeah, that's called a cohabitation agreement. I learned about that the hard way, too. <laughs> no, I learned. No, honestly, it's it's having your paperwork. Another same situation had a couple 
couple wasn't married. They had a cohabitation agreement. Mm-hmm. And when he transitioned, mm-hmm. nobody had a cohabitation agreement and it held up in court. Yeah. Because they were following the letter of the, the agreement, mm-hmm. the letter of the law, and, and, and she was educated mm-hmm. on what she can do. Mm-hmm. The children thought that they could come and, mm-mm, no, boo-boo, you can't do this. Right. You know, because we have this in order. <laughs> agreement in Because place. we handle our paperwork. That's right. And just knowing, guys, when you're out here doing stuff, Please don't make the stuff up. Don't be my MSUs. Make stuff up as you go along. Right. You know, you want to work from information, documentation that you can back up. And more importantly, that can stand up in court. That's right. On another note, if you have any high school juniors or seniors or college students, have them sign up for the Leadership the 100 Way Part 2 that's taking place right on UNLV campus. This is the 100 Black Men of Las Vegas's Leadership the 100 Way. It's taking place on April the 30th. And you can sign up uh, via Eventbrite. This is for students. If your student is a leader at their school, have them sign up for this workshop. They will love it. Absolutely love it. The workshop was absolutely amazing. Can I tell you, even as a parent, listen in on it with with your children because you might get some nuggets because they're dropping some nuggets and the children get to open up a bank account. Well, that's the youth economic empowerment class. That's, okay, that's I'm another sorry. class. Okay, what but this leadership program oh, okay, that's is different. for uh, is for people who aspire to, to, to be leaders. But anyway, you okay, check, you want to know what check I was the website doing? I was on that. Check but anyway, <laughs> we, got, we got so much going on. But anyway, you've been listening to Let's Talk with Leah and Rhonda. I'm Leah Crawford. And I'm Rhonda Nolan. And thank you for listening today. Have a fabulous Saturday, and don't forget to exercise. Bye. Bye. You have been listening to a paid program sponsored by Crawford Management Group and Smart Time Consultants. Please be advised that the voices and opinions you heard do not necessarily represent the views of KUMV Las Vegas, the University of Nevada Las Vegas, or the Board of Regents of the Nevada System of Higher Education. Yeah.